We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show for you today. The NBA draft lottery has came and went. Luka Doncic is out here ruining careers. And Miami vs. Boston Game 1 is in the books. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I'm always ready, man. Okay, do you want to start off with the basketball games that have happened where the Lakers aren't involved? Or the NBA draft lottery where the Lakers aren't involved? Which one do you want to do first? You're, you're such a troll. Anything you want, man. You got, you, you, your team signed uh, Philip uh, Lindsay, so you're just you're just through the roof right now. You're just on cloud nine. He's a great he's a great running back. He was a pro bowler. All right, so watch your mouth. Let's start with the draft lottery because it's as close to basketball as the Lakers are going to get for a while. Happened last night. No big surprises. Sacramento jumped up a little bit. Orlando comes down with the number one pick. Oklahoma City gets the second pick, which they, of course, will waste. Houston gets pick three. Sacramento gets pick four. Detroit rounds out the top five picks. Well, the NBA draft is in a month. Which team of these five do you think will improve the most come next October? Um, if I had to think about it, honestly, uh, improve the most. I kind of like Houston and what they have going on right now. So the fact that they got the number three uh, pick was really um, encouraging. And, and I think it's really exciting. They have a nice core. They're very, I was going to say they're very competitive. They're not really competitive, but they can, they can put up, they can put up points. And um, I think, I think that's the team I'm most excited for. Um, Sacramento always has high, always has lottery picks and, Tend to waste them, but they have Mike Brown as their coach now, so we'll see what happens. OKC, like you said, is going to probably draft a really good player, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when they trade that away. And uh, do I... <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned the Lakers not being involved at all because obviously we gave our pick to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, but there's a lot of chatter going around or rumors going on that whoever Orlando picks is going to go to the Lakers at some point anyway. So the Lakers are highly, highly invested and interested in seeing who Orlando drafts, uh, like Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard. Will this player follow in the footsteps of those uh, those Hall of Famers? Well, I'm sure whoever they take at number one will get traded for Russell Westbrook like in the next month or two, right? Since he has so much value, apparently, according to Webb. No, I don't think the Magic are going to trade number one pick for Russ. For I think Russ is going to get traded. I still stand by that. For like marbles or a sandwich or, or what? We'll see, Coop. Would you trade Russell Westbrook for a turkey sandwich tomorrow at lunch? Because the Lakers would. Extra mayonnaise? Sold. 100%. <laughs> you know you're ridiculous, right? Yeah, I do. I think Orlando is going to mess this up, by the way, because they always do. I think Detroit has the most upside because I really like what Kay did last year. Putting a big with him could be really interesting. But OKC has so many pieces. Like, SGA is really good. Josh Giddy looks like a potential star at point guard. He was really good last season when he played. He was good. I think, I think they're going to draft Chet, and he's going to be a disaster. Like, they need to take a sure thing because those three guys, they think Paulo... Or they didn't take Jabari Smith. They have a chance. Those three guys could compete for a playoff spot in two years. I really think they could. But I don't think Sam Presti wants to compete for a playoff spot. 
if he's always rebuilding, he's never getting fired. Yeah, it's uh, it's a rebuild in perpetuity, and um, I don't know what to say. Presti must have pictures on someone in the organization. I don't know what's going on, but um, he has the most job security in uh, professional sports. So we'll see what happens when he trades away SGA or one of those players in the next couple of years. It's definitely going to happen. I mean, I'm going to be very sad when they do it. I I was really excited for Portland because they they also increased their chances. Oh, sorry, they um they they beat the odds, uh, landing at uh, what was it number seven? Yes, they have the seventh pick. One before the the Lakers. Sorry, the Pelicans. The Pelicans pick at number eight. They picked the guy from your Los Angeles Lakers. So they went. We have a month to figure out our draft order and how we want to grade these players. Very bird's eye view. Who do you think is the best player in this class? And why are people liking Chet Holmgren? Because I do not understand it even a little bit. But you know my feeling about taking a white uh, athlete from America. It's not good. I would just never do that. He's from Minnesota, and especially white states. I'm going to pass on that one again. Am I wrong here, Webb? Uh, Coop, I'm not going to comment on what you just said at all. It's probably but- smart. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know. I, I, I liked what Paulo did. He was a double, double machine. Um, obviously great tree coming from Duke. Um, like if I were to take someone number one overall, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go more towards him. Uh, he was like, I want to say consensus, but a lot of, uh, scouts had him as a pick, number one pick, uh, early going into the, the season last year. Um, and then, and then Jabari Smith had a, had a great year and then, you know, kind of went back and forth with Chet Holmgren. I would, I, I like Paolo the best out of those three. I don't know long term how high his ceiling is. I think he has a really high floor. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm not really too high on Chet Holmgren at all. Yeah. I heard, I heard something today where he was compared to Chris Stapps and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. That's probably a pretty good comparison, but I think he scores less than, than, Chris Stapps. I think I like Paulo best too. And this is kind of weird. I really like Mark Williams at a Duke. He measured it at 7 7 2 today, 7 6 wingspan, 9 9 feet to the floor. That is, he can basically dunk standing up. Great defensive presence. He's not going to go top 10 even, but I really like his game. I think he can be a really good player in the next level. Maybe an Embiid stopper. That could have some value. Yeah, that's a solid pick. I think, um, you know, again, coming from that Coach K tree, uh, it's a shame that he's retiring or has retired. But um, I think I think that's another smart pickup and a kind of uh, overlooked player. A guy that I really like that, that's – I'm not going to say he's unknown. He's known and he got some buzz. But I don't really see him popping up on, on mocks uh, is Kofi Cockburn. From Illinois, like I was a, a big fan of his. A lot he played with with Io Desunmu, as you know. Like I'm a huge Io fan, and Kofi looked really good the last few years. Um, he's a, he's a bit of an older player. I like the more mature players in age and in uh, I guess disposition mentality, but um, he's he's getting overlooked. I think I think I think he's gonna be really good. And, um, and I think teams are really, uh, I don't know if it's, it's recency bias or what, because Illinois went a lot further, not this past tournament, but the tournament before in 2021. 
And maybe if he had, uh, if he had become eligible, sorry, not become eligible, if he had, uh, gone into the draft, um, maybe we would have had, uh, him, uh, being discussed a little bit more. If there's one thing I say about you, Ab, it's your love of older men. Can we ask you a question really quick? Jabari Smith and Paolo are both 6'10. Is there a place in the NBA for 6'10 forwards anymore? Are there any left? Yeah, I think it's just your style of play. Like if you're 6'10 and you play like a like a wing, or you adjust your game, expand your game, evolve your game to that of of a wing, um, or you can play sort of like cat. Um, then yeah, I think there's a place for you. But if you're like back to the basket, uh, rim chasing, don't really have a, a a shot beyond you know five feet or so, ten feet. Um, I think the interest will be limited. Jabari Smith, a good jump shooter, but I'm not sure Paolo is. Like, I don't know if he's going to be that kind of guy. The Ringer has his comparison to Julius Randle, and I'm not sure if that's a great player in 2022 with the NBA. I'm not sure that's a great guy to have a new team. It kind of worries me a little bit because I like his game quite a bit. The, the, the thing with, with Julius Randle is, like, for a big man, he has he has good handles. Like, I like, I like the fact he can put the ball on the floor. That was always one of the things I loved about Julius Randle. He just wasn't very athletic and wasn't very big. But he crashed the boards. <laughs> he was only like he wasn't six athletic nine. or big. It's a good thing no. to have in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. But he crashed the boards. He played hard. Put the ball on the floor. Um, and because he was a lefty, you know, people thought, and and he rebounded very well. People thought like Zach Randolph kind of comparisons, which I thought was ridiculous. But like, um, he played very well, and he got a great extension last year. So it's not a bad comp. Julius Randle was very good in college. He was fine. He went seventh in a weak draft. Let's calm it down. That was a really good draft. Who else was in that draft? Uh, Marcus Smart. That was a 2014 draft. It's a bad draft. That's the Embiid draft. He didn't play for two years. Yeah, but that's Wiggins. That's Embiid. Jabari yeah. Parker. It's a bad Marcus draft. Smart. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the best drafts in recently. The third sorry, pick sorry, in sorry. the league. Sorry, not one of the best, but coming in coming into the the draft, all those guys had had solid college careers. Every guy in the draft has a solid college career. That's why they're in the draft. Oh, but they they were good and they had solid NBA careers. Like Wiggins had a solid NBA career, solid. He wasn't he didn't fulfill the number one spot, but he's been solid. Um, for a Canadian, I guess. Joel Embiid, fantastic player. Marcus Smart just won Defensive Player of the Year. Joel Embiid, not an MVP. That's how I look at him. He lost to Nikola Jokic twice. Disgusting. I'm trying to remember the other players in that draft. Uh, Easy to forget. My point exactly. It was also like eight years ago. Um, what, so you were like 45 then? Zach Levine went 13 in that draft. Uh, TJ Warren went 14. He's been solid. Um, Yusuf Nurkic. Went 16. Uh, let's see. Clint Capella went 25. Or 25th, sorry. Jeremy Grant was number 39. Spencer Denwitty was 38. Um, Jokic went 41 in that draft. Okay, 45th. the real MVP. That's fair. That's fair. Jordan Clarkson, the real MVP. 46. Yeah. Um, you named a bunch of role players in Jokic. Let's calm it down, Webb. Let's calm it down. Jeremy Grant was... You said you like Jeremy Grant. He was a... He was a topic of trade speculation uh, until uh, up to the deadline. Denwitty's like in the Eastern oh. Conference Finals. He's a big, big reason why Dallas is there. 
we're going to get to Dinwiddie in a few minutes because uh, I got some things to say about your Phoenix Suns. Uh, not my Phoenix Suns. Oh, no, your they're bo- your Phoenix Suns. They're your, your Phoenix Suns now. Your boy Aaron Gordon, who I'm not a fan of, went to number four overall. I mean, it was, I it was, that was awful. It was a solid draft. I think I think the only draft better than that in the last 10 years would have been, uh, what, 2017? I think the 2021 draft's going to end up being really good. Yeah, 2021 so far has been solid for the lottery players. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay, well, let's talk about some people that are playing basketball right now. Because I have loved these NBA playoffs. They've been incredible. Miami versus Boston, Eastern Conference Finals. Their game won was last night. Miami was down a little bit. And then in the third, third quarter, they outscored Boston 39 to 13, which is one of the worst quarters the Boston Celtics have had in 15 years. Miami won 118 to 107. My boy, Jimmy Buckets Butler, had 41 points in 41 minutes, 17 of 18 from the line. What? Your, your boy is Jason Tatum, buddy. Best two-way player outside of Giannis, according to you. That's your boy. I don't remember saying that. Uh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Where was he last night? He was tired from beating Giannis in Game Seven. He's still tired from that. He had to re- recoup. The middle Bucks Bucks took them to Game Seven. We'll get to that. Okay, let's calm it down. You cutting me off is really rude these days. I would never do that to you. That's terrible. Jimmy Butler had 41 points. Gabe Vincent had 17. Struess had 11. Hero had 18. I know you hate Boston. Almost as much as I hate Boston, the city, not the team. How happy were you to see this Miami Heat team destroy the Celtics in game one? Yeah, so in fairness to Boston, or to the Celtics, I should say, they're missing Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, and the unsung defensive cog, Al Horford, who doesn't get enough credit on the defensive end, because apparently Jason Tatum is elite at defense, but didn't make the top 10 in the Defensive Player of the Year voting. I still don't understand that, but... um. <laughs> I, I still don't understand that. Sorry, Coop. The top 10 in, in voting for Defensive Player of the Year featured three Celtics, and none of them were Jason Tatum. But I digress. Um, yeah, so the, so, the, so the Celtics were depleted. They, they started Derek White, so and, and, and I think Pritchard started too. Um, Pritchard didn't start, but he came out pretty – he played 30 minutes, so he yeah. basically was starter. Yeah. Yeah, and and so 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 they were depleted, and you know Miami was also uh, missing Lowry, who's done nothing this entire playoffs. Huge disappointment, <laughs> and he's he's already listed as out for game two. He missed a lot of games this year, and a lot of them weren't even injury related. So maybe something's going on with him. I don't know. Um, Do you remember how much money Kyle Lowry got this offseason from Miami? I want to say around ninety million. I think it was three for eighty-seven million. I think was the number. I could be clo- It's around that number. Yeah. How bad does Miami feel right now for getting that contract? Yeah. And I love I Kyle know. Lowry. I really do love this guy. I like Lowry. But this is not good. This is really bad. I I didn't expect this. I thought it was a. I think you always panned the signing. I thought it was a smart signing because I thought I said in the playoffs he's going to be great defensively, takes <laughs> charges, he's fearless, he could hit the three, play defense. Um, you know, experience all that other stuff, and, and and he's a veteran and respected and good friends with Jimmy Butler. But uh, I didn't expect this. 
not playing in the Eastern Conference Finals with a hamstring injury, I didn't think that was going to happen. I don't like paying anyone in the NBA that's over like 35 years old on three-year contracts. It's just never a good idea to do. And I can't think of one guy I would pay besides LeBron James. He's like the only one I would give money to. Over 35? Um, yeah, I'd have to think about that. There aren't very many guys. Yeah, like Chris Paul turned 37 and then turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, like, but he already got the money. Yeah, but he got it when he was 36. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kyle Lowry got paid when he was 36, I think. I just would not feel good. Like, I'm, I'm glad these guys are getting money. They just would never get it from me. So it's you're not crazy. So next year, well, Steph already signed a big contract. But let's say next, let's say Steph was a free agent in 2023. You wouldn't give him a three-year contract. How old is Steph gonna be next year? Just he's gonna be 35 next year. If I'm Golden State, I have to pay him because of what he's done for the franchise. So I would pay Steph. But if someone was signing Steph that wasn't Golden State, I would not give him that money. No. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like Steph, you gotta pay. It's like how Kobe got that two-year, fifty-million-dollar contract when he was done. Like you gotta yeah. give them the legacy money, and I, I'm totally fine with that. I just wouldn't sign him if I was a different team. It's just never a good idea. Yeah, that's fair. Him going into a new offense, he probably wouldn't be good on a, on another team at yeah, this just, age, starting out in a new offense, age, all that stuff. I mean, do you think Steph's gonna age well? I'm not sure he does. A little guy, like I'm not sure he gets better with age. No, no. He already doesn't look good. I I don't know if it's age or he's injured, but to me he has not looked good this playoffs. Like to the like the Steph Curry that we know. Like he's been very inefficient. The points are there, but if you look at the numbers, they're not really good. I think he's averaging almost thirty, but he has been really inefficient. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's not a, it's not great by any means. And they might win the finals. So that's pretty crazy. Uh yesterday's game, Bam out of bio. Had one of the best blocks I've seen in a while. Williams went up and Adebayo slammed it to the backboard. I love Bam Adebayo. I think I had him first team all defense. I think you did as well. Is Bam a better defender than Marcus Smart? I say yes, and it's not that close. He's a big man. It's hard to judge. Marcus Smart's a perimeter guy. I, it, it's hard to do that. Like I know Bam can defend multiple positions. Um, yeah, I'd probably take Bam to size. You know, it's it's. I think I just, I think I just hate Marcus Smart, man, because that green hair looks so stupid. <laughs> like I don't like him. I, I he bothers me on a real level. Okay. I don't like him. That's fair. He's a Celtic, so I'm I'm okay with that. Who dyes their hair green? Who does this? He's not a leprechaun. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, game one is in the books. I always thought Miami would win this game because Boston would be so tired from the Milwaukee series. That's a real thing. Does Miami win this series or does Boston come back? I don't think yesterday was a good indication of, you know, how the series is going to go. Like, Boston outscored Miami in all, in all, in, in the first, second, and fourth quarter. But Miami was playing super slow and just super settling for jumpers. They're playing really bad in the first half. Um, but, uh, Horford's likely out for game two. Marcus Smart's likely back for game two. Uh, does Miami win the series? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it, but I'm going to go with Miami to win in seven. Hopefully Kyle Lowry suits up. I'll go with Miami to, to win in seven, but honestly, I'm not super confident about it. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins, even being down one. Way to take a stand, Wabin. Make a, make a, make a hard point there. You stood on the fence. More than a guy that sits on fences all day at work. But you do. Good analogy. 
I thought it was on the on points. Yeah. Vivid. So I think this series comes down to Tatum versus Jimmy Butler. And whoever is better in this series wins the series. Butler was better in game one, so Miami won. Much better. But I think Jason Tatum is the better player. I really do. I think Tatum is really, really good. I think this Boston team is really good. Marcus Smart was out for game one. Al Horford is one of their defensive, like, he is so good on defense. He won game seven, like, or it was a game six. He was huge in game six against Milwaukee, right? Yeah, game six, yeah. Also, Horford, I think, gets like $17 million extra if the Celtics win the title this year. So, yeah, his contract becomes fully guaranteed if they win the title. So, I think he's going to play like a maniac. I think Boston wins in seven. I'm hoping Miami wins, but I think Boston gets it done. I really do. Alright. I um Boston is definitely the deeper team than Miami. Like Jimmy Butler and Bam shoulder so much. That's why I like Lowry t- to suit up. But Jason Tatum has so much help on defense. Even Derek White is blocking shots. <laughs> no, Just but, a little stab at Jason Tatum, eh? You're the worst. I like Jason Tatum. I think he's a great player, but I think he gets too much shine for a team that's really, really good, especially defensively. Like I'm not saying he can't play defense, but I'm saying he has a lot of help, a lot of help with great a great defensive team. Like almost, uh, Neesmith yesterday was playing great defense. Derek White was playing great defense. He has Horford, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Like he has a fantastic roster. Like Brad Stevens uh, built that team very well, and um, I just think he's a great player on a great team. Um, Danny Ainge is at the game, I believe, last night. Oh, yeah. It was interesting. What's he doing there? He's Isn't the he GM of Utah. He's the GM of Utah. I think he was there, like, "Hey, I built this Celtics team. Don't ever forget it. That I'm the one that got these guys here." Mm. I think that's why he, he went to the game. I think that's why he was there. He got rid of Horford, so Brad Stevens brought brought uh, Horford back, and 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 got Derek White as well. But he but he drafted Tatum and Brown. And he drafted them in positions where people did not think they would get drafted. I thought so, Jalen Brown was going to go where he went. Jalen Brown was really good in college, coming out of college. He was. They, I remember watching the draft. They said he was very raw. They thought he was going to go seventh or eighth, and he went third. I think most mocks had him going in like the top ten, but not top five. But third to seven is not a breach. It's a pretty <laughs> big jump, and it's a pretty big jump in NBA. Usually, the top three are set in stone. That's not true. No. Bargnani went number one. I mean, once in a while, Anthony Pettit comes along, but usually you know who's going to go where in the beginning. I, I I didn't see it like that. I I think I think uh, it's pretty dicey. Like you have some like I mean Bennett was a weak draft class, so between Bennett and Oladipo, but um yeah actually no sorry Bennett was a surprise at number one, but that was a weak draft class. And Cleveland's the worst. Okay, so I'm I'm taking Boston in seven. You were taking Miami in seven. I think this is gonna be a really fun series, though, and I could I I hope Miami wins, but I think Boston gets it done. Yeah, they they need Lowry to come back. I think that's ridiculous. Well, not ridiculous, but I I think they need him to come back. Like he, Miami needs to win tomorrow. We need to talk about the Dallas versus Golden State preview, but to get to that, I think we need to discuss Dallas versus your Phoenix Suns in Game Seven. I I don't want to say it was the worst beating in a Game Seven in history. Actually, you know what? I will say that. It was the worst beating in a Game 7 in history. Dallas won 123-90, to and it wasn't that close. They were up by 46 at one point. This game was over in the first eight minutes. Luka came out and scored eight points in the first two minutes. 
He ended the day with 35. Jalen Brunson had 24. Spencer Dinwiddie, Webb's boy, had 30. Shooting the lights out from three, five of seven. Luka was making threes. Brunson was shooting. It was just such a beatdown. Luka only played three quarters. It felt like Devin Booker only played one quarter, but in fact, he played the entire game. DeAndre Ayton got pulled, and Monty said, you've quit on this team. I don't think he's going to be back with the Suns next year. That's just a guess. Webb, what were your main takeaways from Game 7, Dallas versus Phoenix, where your boy, Devin Booker, had one point in the first half? Your top 15 player, your proven clutch shooter, Devin Booker, had one point in the first half. Defend your boy, Webb, because my boy, Luka Doncic, took him to school. I think, first of all, Luka Doncic did not beat the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns beat the Phoenix Suns. That was such a bad display. Embarrassing. If Luka, if Luka scored five points, they would have still beaten Phoenix. That was that was terrible. It was horrible what Devin Booker did, what, what Chris Paul did, and the whole team. They didn't come out to play. They had 27 points at the half. Horrible. Um, I think that's the worst game. One second, one second, sorry. How many points did Luca have at the half? Do you remember? 20-something? He had 27. The same amount as all of Phoenix. Yeah, it's pretty. it was bad. But it wasn't Luca that beat. They were up by like 40. The team didn't come out to play. It, it was bad. It was really bad. It was, it was Luca that beat them. I, I Luka... disagree. The Phoenix Suns didn't come out to play. No effort. That was the worst game seven I've seen because I've never seen a home team get beaten like that. Little fun stat for you. Of all the Phoenix starters at halftime, one had one point, another had two points, the third had three points, one had four points, and the last guy had five points. So one, two, three, four, and five from your starters in the first half of Phoenix. Terrible. I don't I, I don't know what happened. Like when you when you listen to Brian Windhorst and JJ Reddick and all the other analysts, they're all like, We have no idea what happened. Like this team won sixty four games. Um the only thing I can say is they shouldn't have been in the finals last year. They had a very fortuitous path. <laughs> and they, they, and they had an easy run. They played the Lakers in round one, dominated them. They had an easy no, path. No. Lakers were up 2-1. Anthony Davis went down in game four. And then Phoenix won the next three games. Directly related. Yes, because you can rely on Anthony Davis to stay healthy. That's what's going to happen, Anthony Davis. And then... And then it was just every team they played until they got to Giannis um, was hurt. And then, look, they played New Orleans this year, who actually was missing Zion. And that went to six games, which was a surprise. And then they played Dallas, who was missing Tim Hardaway and isn't, like, anywhere near the team that um, that Milwaukee was. And they, they wiped the floor with them in game seven. So, like, I don't know. Phoenix also didn't really tinker with their roster much this year. Sorry, in the offseason. They went to the finals and they said, you know what? We'll bring everyone back. And they got McGee, and that was that was it. So you asked the question. You said J.J. Reddick didn't know what happened to Phoenix. I can tell you what happened. A nuclear bomb from Slovenia happened. Luka frickin' Doncic, the future MVP, the guy that's better than Michael Jordan. Larry Bird could never Luka Doncic. Oh, just what a hero. What a hero this man is. 23, year, 23 years old, comes to camp 30 pounds overweight. Who cares? Drinking iced tea and Snapple at halftime. Who cares? This guy's dominating. He can't jump a foot high. Dominating NBA players. Webb, who's better? 
Jason Tatum or Devin Booker? Luka Doncic is the answer. That's the answer to the question. The fact that you didn't see that coming tells me everything I, I need to know about you, Webb. That's the answer. Jason Kidd's a hell of a coach. <laughs> okay, Skip Bayless. That's what he said, too, because he's a dirtbag. He said that? Coop, I've been saying that to you for weeks. I mean, I'm pretty sure only one of us had Jason Kidd as Coach of the Year runner-up. It was me. It was not you, so nice try. No, no, I didn't have him as, as runner-up. I had... Uh... This guy did. Who did I have? Oh, I think I had uh, J.B. Bickerstaff. I think. I I had Udoka and Jason Kidd. Both guys. Runner, runners up. Like a genius. At the end of the year. Good. I saw this coming. What can I say? I'm a genius. <laughs> He's always coach, said man. it. Jason Kidd has done an amazing job with this team. They have nobody over six foot seven. Maxi Cleaver is 6'10", but he's awful. And they're just beating people. It makes no sense. I love it. I, uh, I, I, for the record, I was very sad when Jason Kidd left, and I, I said it. When Jason Kidd left the Lakers, I was very sad. I wanted him to stay. As assistant coach, you did not want him to get a head coaching job. That's really, that's really sad that you would say that. Well, he would have gotten it now, like, the Bulls got fired. So, hopefully he would have been the successful, uh, candidate and, and be the head coach <laughs> coming in this year. Him and Westbrook would have gotten a fist fight for sure. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Who wins that fight? Westbrook, right? But it's close. Jason Kidd might have that old man strength. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Russ probably wins that. But Russ could, like, he could slide into his shell, right? Like a turtle. Wow. <laughs> Haven't you seen that meme? I've seen it. You're the worst. Uh, I am so funny. Okay, let's get to previewing Golden State versus Dallas. I think this is going to be a really fun series, but I have a feeling I'm not going to enjoy the outcome. Golden State was great all season. Steph Curry's pretty good. Clay, Clay Thompson, kind of been hit and miss. Draymond, one of the best defenders in basketball, against just Luka Doncic, basically. What are you expecting from this series, Webb? Hold on a second. I just realized that I didn't really get at you. Who is your pick for the 2022 NBA champions? You're laughing at me for liking Devin Booker in the top 15. I didn't have Phoenix going to the finals like somebody did. Who can remember? These were so long ago. <laughs> Who can remember? I picked some people. You picked some people. It could be anybody. Right. Just, just want to know. I might have had a Phoenix versus Philadelphia finals. <laughs> Good picks, man. Yeah. I did not know Joel Embiid was going to break his face. I did not see that coming. It was not great for me. Did you know that Chris Paul was not going to be good for five games in the Dallas series? I did not think that would happen either, if I'm being honest. I thought he would kind of play better. And then it turns out he turned 37. That was just awful immediately. <laughs> it was really yeah. bad. Fell off the cliff. Little Wayne's fighting with Mark Cuban now. He played so badly. Like, it's really tough. Yeah. It's hard being a Chris Paul fan right now. God. Man, they really embarrassed themselves. I it was think, the worst. I can't, I, I think can't of a remember worse. a worse loss. Either can I. I can't think of a worse one. I mean, no, it I, can't. It, I can't. It, if Dallas had gotten blown out, it wouldn't have been as bad. No, Dallas, if Dallas got blown out, they were supposed to lose. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. I can I can remember a worse way a season ended. The Colts lost to Jacksonville was worse. What? Yeah, the Colts this season lost to Jacksonville was worse. But at least the expectations weren't there. It doesn't make it as bad. Throughout the season, yeah, your team gained traction. 
Jonathan Taylor was carrying your team, but the Colts weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. Like the Phoenix Suns just went to the finals last year. They're supposed to be competing. They were 17 point favorites against Jacksonville in that game. The fans in Jacksonville were wearing clown masks because their team was a clown show and they embarrassed the Colts by like 25 points in football while wearing clown masks. It was worse. He got everybody fired. No, the, the no quarterback one was out of town. I'll <laughs> never forget it. <laughs> no one will be talking about that game in five years. Disagree. <laughs> I'll be throwing tomatoes at Carson Wentz until I die. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I think this game really haunts Chris Paul because I think his title chances are now over. He's never getting a title now. I mean, did, did you guys really think he – I mean, of course, Coop, you thought he was going to win a title because he chose Phoenix to win. Um, but someone like me – who didn't choose Phoenix to go to the finals, <laughs> didn't see Chris Paul winning this year. So, like, my outlook on his career and his legacy has not changed. I mean, there's no great team this season, though. Like, he had the best chance. They were the number one seed, by, I think, by eight games over anyone else in the league. They were clearly the favorites to win it all. And they collapsed in terrible fashion. Yeah, but you knew Chris Paul was going to get hurt or something was going to happen. Just not in the cards. I think I ever. texted you. I texted you when Chris Paul went down. I was like, there's Chris Paul's his playoff injury right on schedule, what he does. Yeah. I, I do I do want to mention this whole series changed when Devin Booker went down driving to the basket, and then he stayed down for like 40 seconds. And as he got up, he called it the Lucas special. And then after oh, that, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they started getting dominated. And Lucas said, after game five, they talk tough when they're winning. Let's see what happens now. And well, I loved it. It was great. The, the funny thing is, Devin Booker talks a lot of smack, right, when he's up. He, they talked a lot of smack against Milwaukee last year, too. They were up 2 nothing. Thought it was over. Thought it was in the bag. And they lost four straight games. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, they choked. They did it. And and then this year, they're up 2 nothing against Dallas and lose four out of the next five games which I did not see coming at all. I think Chris Paul has lost five series being up 2 nothing. Yes. That's crazy. That's the Doc Rivers special. That's terrible. <laughs> that is a stain. Yeah. Like, he's he's going to the Hall of Fame, but everyone keeps saying how great he is. Really? I have some questions now. How do you keep doing this and everyone still calls you great? It's crazy. Yeah, but it, his numbers are great. He's a great point guard. He's just not great in the playoffs. If I kept dropping this microphone every time, like we got we got a serious moment, you'd be like, you know what, Coop, stop podcasting. You're not that good at it. I never do that because I'm excellent at podcasting. But he he's bad at playoff basketball. It's not good. Yeah, he has. Well, first of all, if you kept dropping the, the mic, I would say you're bad because I don't have a history of you doing good things on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, did you hear the good news though about the podcast? What? Tom Brady. Is becoming a broadcaster when he retires and got three hundred and seventy-five million dollars, and he's a cheater. So we're getting broken off for half a billy for sure, because we're just so much better than him. It's crazy. We're getting half a billy for sure. All right, can't wait. I'm excited. I cannot wait to steal that from your family. Oh, I can't wait to do that. Are we joining? Uh, are we joining that Amazon uh, Thursday Night Football uh, roster? I've been asked. But Jeff Bezos had these terms like you have to wear a nightie around me. And like it was all awkward. And I said, no, Jeff Bezos, relax. Calm it down. And I said, I'll think about it. I'll probably do it. But still, I won't feel good about it. No comment. <laughs> uh, I, it's awkward at Amazon headquarters now. What can I say? 
Definitely get lawyers. I got lawyers. I know. I know some pretty mediocre lawyers. Okay, let's get to the Golden State versus Dallas series. Steph Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond Green, Kuminga's now starting. This Dallas team: Doncic, Brunson, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, Dinwiddie. I think this has a chance to be a real series if Luca can stay hot. Who do you think will be guarding Luca during this series? Is it going to be Wiggins? Is it going to be Draymond? How are they going to put this responsibility? Yeah, well, if uh, GP2 didn't break his elbow, he could have been in the mix. I imagine we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, I think it would be Wiggins, Draymond, um, probably Draymond uh, in like the like closing because Draymond's a fantastic defender. It's going to be interesting to see, though. I mean... What Golden State needs to do is worry about the the role players as well. Dinwiddie, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Brunson, even Bertans. Like they need to make sure that they shut down the perimeter. And and and, and Dallas has a great defensive team, so they need to make sure that um they're not they're, that Dallas is not doing the same thing to them because if they can't shoot from the perimeter, Golden State they they're, they're in trouble. Patrick Beverly has been on ESPN talking wild smack about Phoenix recently. And he came on today and he said that uh, Dallas needs to score 110 to win these games. And I was like, that's probably right. So if I were Golden State, I would let Doncic go for 45 and just make sure Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Finney Smith didn't beat me. I would shut those guys down and let Doncic eat. Because I don't think he can do enough unless one of those other guys gets hot. And probably two two of those guys. So I think... It's going to be really hard for Doncic to do this by himself. I think Golden State probably has a clear edge here. I would be shocked if Golden State does not win. So, like, and I say that again, it comes down to Draymond. Like, I think this team is going to go as far as Draymond takes them. But Draymond's acting a fool and getting teed up and 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 getting uh, kicked out the game and fouling or fouling out. I think it could stay close. Like, I think Draymond really is the heart of the team. Uh, at least defensively, and you know he needs to stay on the court and and, and needs to facilitate and, and 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 do what he does on the defensive end. If I were Dallas, who also has been a great defensive team by the way, they're playing really good defense right now. I would try and make make yeah, sorry Draymond shoot 25 shots a game. I would let him be open at the top of the key the whole game and say just shoot these all day, Draymond. And I would just hope for that would happen, and I would give him five feet of space. And just he will keep missing those, and you'll probably win. Yeah, and 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 like I said, like the thing that really makes me uncomfortable saying, "Oh, for sure, da- uh, Golden State's gonna kill Dallas this series," is I don't think Steph Curry is 100%. I think he came back a little earlier than he normally would have from that uh, injury, and um, Clay is still, you know, he he can exactly, be really good. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, he can be really good, or he could be kind of. A dud because he's he's just coming back to his first playoff series in like three years, so um, that worries me a little bit. So the thing with Golden State is they're definitely the better team. Like, I don't think anyone no saying Dallas is the better team. Steph Curry, Clay, Jordan Poole, that's a great top three. I just think that Dallas is so streaky, where they have guys that can go for thirty. And if Dallas sneaks this out, I would not be totally surprised because they they're a really good defensive team too, and they can get hot. And Luca is the best player in the series. I yeah, he is. I would be surprised if Dallas wins if Draymond is present and level headed, 
if Steph is hot, if Clay is, is solid. If those three things are exist, I would be surprised. I think Steph has to struggle. I think Draymond has to, you know, blow up and do nonsense and get kicked out or very possible. Like, yeah. Very Dorian, possible, by the way. Dorian Finney Smith is a pest. And I can see him getting under Draymond's skin. I can see Luca getting under Draymond's skin. I can see Jalen Brunson getting under Draymond's skin. Uh, uh, Kleber. Kleber puts in one of those, puts in an elbow on the, on, on Draymond off a screen. I can see that happening. And if Draymond unravels, Golden State's done. At least for that game. I just think that it's very likely that Clay will have a game where he's one for 10 from three and Steph will be three for 14 from three. And they're not going to win these games if that happens. And I think it's likely to happen. Clay has been so streaky since he came back. He had a hot period there for a while, but he's nowhere near the defender he used to be before the two injuries. And the shot making is just not as good as it used to be. He can't get to a spot as easy. If he wasn't Clay Thompson, he would not be playing these minutes. Jordan Poole would play more minutes. Like I love Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is incredible. But, I mean, he's going to play like 33 minutes a game. He's going to play a lot. But it's just... If Clay Thompson wasn't Clay Thompson, would he be playing 35 minutes a game? I don't think he would be. Not not at this um, not at this rate that he's playing. No, but Steph, I, I mean, to me, I don't know, man. Dallas can shoot just as well as Golden State Warriors. Yeah, right now for sure. So they can it's match. They, they can, can match get it from weird guys. Shoot. Yeah, they can get it from weird guys. Like everyone can shoot there. Yeah. It's Steph. Like, Clay has been my favorite player in the league for, like, 10 years. And I'm rooting for him personally because he's so awesome. But I have Dallas winning this series in six. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I what have, do you uh, have? I have Golden State in six. I have Golden State going to the finals, so I'm going to stick with that. And Dallas hasn't done enough to make me worry that they'll beat Golden State. But six is still not a beatdown. If it was, you know, Golden State from, like, a couple of years ago... Or a few years ago, I would have said this is a sweep. But Golden State, you know, uh, against Memphis, no John Morant. I mean, the team's still very good without John Morant, but they got blown out. By like road. 40. Yeah, they got blown they out. They got killed. Yeah. No, something's not right with this team. Uh, I mean, the obvious thing is Clay is not 100%, but Steph is not. I don't know if Steph is even 90. And, um, Something's not right. So I think it really comes down to Draymond. I think Andrew Wiggins has had a, has had a good playoffs uh, so far on both ends. I think he's, he's been really good defensively and um, solid role player. But uh, and Jordan Poole has been fantastic. But that loss to Gary Payton really hurts. I I have Golden State in six. Here's here's the one thing I am worried about. That Dallas feels like you know what this is all gravy. We weren't supposed to be Phoenix. We're here. We made the Western Finals. Let's call it a day. I heard uh, Lucas say, like, nothing could stop me from smiling right now. Like, I feel so good right now. Oh, okay. I, I kind of want to hear the hunger more yeah. than, like, I've already arrived. So I do have that slight concern. But I'm hoping Jason Kidd can get him in the right mindset to be like, no, no, no. You haven't done anything yet. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, it'd be crazy if, um. If Miami beats Dallas, if Miami beats Boston and Dallas beats Golden State, like we have a Miami Dallas rematch uh, from like what's that, 10, 11 years ago? Twice, uh, 2006 yeah. and 2011. And 2011, yeah. So that would be interesting. Um, there's been a, there's been a lot of talk where Luca's being compared to LeBron. 
that 2006-7 run in uh, Cleveland against Detroit. Whoa! So against I don't know Antonio. That. Remember how LeBron made how LeBron made it to the finals when he was too young, and they lost. There's some talks that Luca is doing the same thing LeBron did. I don't even like LeBron, but I think LeBron's run against Cleveland, uh, uh, sorry, against Detroit, was one of the greatest uh, feats that I've seen in the NBA in the playoffs. Because Cleveland had no business being in the finals at, at all. If Dallas wins this series against Golden State, couldn't you say the exact same thing? Yeah, but it would take that. It would take yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is that kind of run. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not, not saying already. Not, no, 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 not yet, but okay. But I'm gonna ask you a question. Luca has played 23 playoff games. How many points do you think he's averaging? Oh, that's that's his career playoff average. Yes. Uh, might be around 30, 30 something, low 30s. 32.7. Yeah, that sounds about right. 9.3 rebounds, 8.3 assists, 37.37% from three. That's not bad. Uh, what's the what's the field goal percentage? I do not have that. He's taking twenty four field goals a game. But what's if he's shooting, uh, I think it's sixty five. It's not great. Yeah. Okay. He is not yeah. a great free throw shooter, but he's not the worst. Just no, he is incredible. If he beats Golden State, man, I think Dallas might win it all. I think if if they if they make the finals, I'm picking them for sure. If he beats if he beats Golden State, I don't even know what to say. I will I, I will stop all my Luca Luca slander, all of it. Are you it, are you willing to admit today that Luca is better than than Devin Booker? Because a few <laughs> like a month ago I asked you that, and you said was, you take Devin Booker. No no no, it was like a week or two ago. I yes. said I said two different. I said I'd take Booker to take a last shot. The last game on the line, I'm giving it to Booker over the over Luca. Yes. Great over. choice. One point. First half. Good choice. Yep. Course game Luka's seven collapsed. Uh, game seven Luka's... against the Clippers. Luca had forty six. Devin Booker had forty six divided by ten. <laughs> yeah, but what was Luka, what was Luca shooting that game? Twelve for thirty. Um, he had forty six. Devin Booker would have killed for twelve for forty. <laughs> would have killed for that. And 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 Luca's forty six was like twenty five points in like <laughs> the first half, and then like slowly got twenty one points. In the second second half, like a, a just terrible race. Why didn't Devin Booker get 25 in the second half then, when no one from Dallas was playing? They put Boban in. Yeah, the team was bad. It was bad. It wasn't just Booker. It was bad. DeAndre Ayton, it's bad. Chris yeah. Paul, bad. Last question for you. Yeah. How many players next season are you taking ahead of Luka Doncic to play next season? What do you mean to play? Like, if you were starting a team next year... Taking age into account, injury history. How many guys before you get to Luke are you taking? I don't know if I have a number nope. off the top of my head. Not but. teams, just like the player. Because I think uh, the number for me is like three, maybe two. Yeah, but you're impressionable. Uh, and you love Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, How I'm, many times did I send you the Hallelujah song? <laughs> you sent me that zero times until like the last couple of days. When he was... 275 pounds and not playing well in, in November and December and dragging my fantasy team down, you didn't send it to me. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> you were very quiet. Uh, <laughs> very quiet. Uh, I'm a front saying, runner. Okay, I say it's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, I have been on Team Lucas since the beginning. Yeah, this isn't, yeah, like, yeah. This but, isn't new for me. 
I'm just quiet when he's bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'm super loud when he's good. <laughs> uh, I'm taking I'm taking Jokic. I'm taking Giannis. I'm taking KD. I'm taking. I'm I'm just trying to go through everyone in the league that I can think of. That's kind of where I got, and I wasn't sure about KD because of the injury I'm, stuff. Uh, I'll take Embiid. Um, I'm, I'm not because of the injury stuff as well. It worries me. Really Everything guess. broke on him. Everything broke. At the end of the season. For one year, uh, I'll roll the dice. And that, and, that, and that was a that was a freak injury. Siakam elbowed him in his face. It wasn't like he just... But he had the thumb too. Many minutes. Huh? The thumb too. The thumb knee surgery as well. Yeah, but that happens, man. <laughs> that happens. Those, those things happen. The rolled ankles, the thumb... But the broken face was Siakam because Doc Rivers had him in the game way too long, and those things happened. Yeah, and, and he went by like forty, and then he kept him in the final four minutes like a moron. And Doc needs pretty, to get fired. He really does. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Siakam. I'm not saying he meant to elbow him in his face, but he definitely was. He tried to hit him back because the play, the play before I think Embiid, uh, or a couple plays before Embiid had had hit Siakam for like the twentieth time in the series. I've been an Embiid defender for a long time. He was super dirty in that Raptor series. He was dirty. Yeah. The whole series. He was. I, I felt. I 100%. did not feel bad at all when he broke his face. I was like, he had this coming. You can't play the way you're playing and then get mad when it comes back to you. 100%. I didn't feel bad for him at all. And that list for me, it's Giannis and, Jok- Giannis and Jokic and then a bunch of question marks. I think I might have Luka third for just one season. Yeah, I just. To me, like Luca puts up the points. He's a great fantasy player, but um, winner. He's a great winner. <laughs> yeah, this year he's a winner. But like, but before that, like I, 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 I wouldn't have had him. Um, just he, he's not a great shooter to me. Uh, obviously not a good, a very good defender, and the lack of athleticism is troubling. But like he's a he, he's uh you know um, and he got a lot of money really quickly, and that kind of worries me. But he's a great playmaker. Um, not afraid of the moment at all, has the size, um, can get to the basket, crafty in the paint, um, and, 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 and intelligent. Here's where you're not taking into account. He's too unathletic to get hurt. He's never moving fast enough to fall down hard. He's not doing, he's not jumping in the air where he's going to get hurt. He can't get hurt. It's amazing. It's, 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 it's that that also worries me though, like. I can see him pulling an Achilles. I can see him hurting his ah. knee. And I'm, I'm not wishing it on him, but like because he, the weight is not distributed very well. <laughs> I can see those. You son happen. of a bitch! How dare you? <laughs> I can see, I can see those those non-contact injuries happening for him easily. Just he's never moving fast enough to tear an ACL. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> if there's a if there's a pie race, maybe. Besides that, he's not going fast enough. It's fine. You know what pisses me off? No, on ESPN, the Eastern Conference Finals took like 20 minutes to start yesterday. Yeah. I was ready to watch it at 8.30 on the dot Eastern time, and it didn't start for like 15, 20 minutes. And then now I'm like, okay, I'll wait a little bit to watch the Western Conference Finals. And it's like halfway done, the first quarter. And it's only 9, 10 Eastern time. That pisses me off. Get it together. TNT starts on time. ESPN starts late. The worst. Well, let's get out here on that so we can watch this game. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast. Keep Jason happy. He's talking a lot of smack these days. You got to keep him in line. 
We are huge on verbal. <laughs> Dallas in six. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.